0: Peace Health Peace Harbor Medical Center presents Doc Talk, an informative health series educating our community on the services provided at Peace Health. We will begin with our host George Henry after these messages.
1: You're not feeling well? You twist your ankle, or you have that pain in your shoulder that just doesn't go away? There is an alternative to the emergency room. It's a Peace Health walk-in clinic. There's no appointment necessary, and you may have to wait, but you could see someone today. It's open six days a week in the 380 building just across from Peace Health Peace Harbor Medical Center. The Peace Health Walk in Clinic, your local health partners. At some
0: point in her life, one out of every eight women will get breast cancer. One out of eight. Most women can beat it, but only with early detection. Don't let breast cancer stop you. Mammograms save lives. Better total care. Peace Harbor Imaging now has digital mammograms. Get one.
2: On our April edition of Doc Talk, I have the pleasure of speaking with Dan Goldblatt, Dr. William Foster, who have uh, one has come off the night shift recently the, this evening, and dan you're probably in the middle of your shift today aren't you yes sir good morning everybody good morning good morning um well let's let's talk about we're going to talk about the imaging department obviously it's why you're here dan and and dr foster so let's go to where we were say a couple of years ago. What was the situation like a couple of years ago at peace harbor
3: sure um we're just coasting along we have um, all the modalities needed to make a your typical diagnosis, uh, the life of the machinery usually is 10 to 15 years, and we were running towards the end of life on most of the equipment. So, what that means is that if it breaks down, there's no parts available, and services to repair the equipment is very limited.
4: It also means that they're breaking down more and, you know, having to get a repairman out and stuff and just causing some. So so
2: what is the accessibility of repairmen for this type of industry? Is that something that there's only like a few people who can work on some of this machinery?
3: So most of the equipment is handled by the original service manufacturers. What that means if you buy a Chevy, it's repaired by a Chevy technician. So same thing applies for all our equipment. And usually they have a person that covers territory, which we're part of that territory, and they have several backups Um, it's just a matter of getting parts available the service technicians to come are part of the contract but once it goes to end of life or end of service life getting parts is very difficult to attain which means more downtime which limits our availability to serve the customer and get a diagnosis in a proper and timely fashion
2: So what are some of the things that exist in an imaging department? What are some of the equipment pieces that are in there?
3: At Peace Harbor, we have x-ray, fluoroscopy, which is live x-ray, MRI, DEXA scan, which is a bone density scan, 3D mammogram, CAT scan or CT, ultrasound, echocardiography, cardiac scanner, and a nuclear medicine scanner. Wow. Unless I miss something in there. MRI. (laughs) MRI, yes. There's a lot of them in there, and sometimes I miss them all. Wow. How about that?
2: Now, which which piece of equipment has seen the most advances in recent years?
3: Sure, that would be the MRI. Also, the 3D. Well, we have three pieces of equipment that are really um, cutting edge. It's the new MRI. It's quieter, faster, much better image quality. When I say that, think about uh, the first time you got a... HDTV. You compare the TV side by side and you're like, wow, this is amazing. We're finding things that we were never able to even see before based on the new technology. The machine is a lot quieter. It has a 600 pound weight limit. It's much much wider around, 72 cm around, and it's only about two and a half feet long. So if you've had an MRI before and you're in that long tunnel making a lot of loud noise, this is a significant change in what we can do. Also, the 3D mammography, I think it's more like a CT scan of the breast. We can really, we do 50 images at one time, so we're able to really peel through the tissue and find very small areas of concern that we're, not able to in the past as well as we have a new cardiac scanner that's the highest end technology that there is able to visualize the vessels in your heart to millimeters so it really is a giant significant difference it used to take 45 minutes for a scan the new scanner takes six minutes
2: wow and i imagine for diagnoses this makes it so much easier for the doctors when they're looking at some of these images.
4: Well, yes, I mean, certainly the radiologists have commented, you know, I love the pictures the new MRI is is putting out. I mean, they're just incredible, the detail we can see and the, you know, even small things that we wouldn't have seen that tiny stroke on our old MRI. Now we can. And also there are some studies that we can now do with these machines that before we couldn't. For example? Well, one would be if you have a gallstone, typically, you know, and you're stuck and your gallbladder's inflamed, not an uncommon problem. Ultrasound can show us the inflamed gallbladder, but it can't show us if there's a stone stuck down further. The best way, really the only way to do that is with an MRI, a special study on the MRI machine. Our old MRI couldn't do that. Our surgeons were very reluctant to operate if there was concern for a stuck stone, because the way you typically deal with that is not just take out the gallbladder, but have a GI doctor do a scope, go down and pull the stone out through the duct that it comes out of. Our surgeons, while they can do scopes, don't have that advanced equipment. That's just done by GI. So if you came in, the workup showed concern for a possible stone, we couldn't make that diagnosis here, people would have to be sent to Riverbend to get that study. And now we can make that, you know, do that study here. If there's no stone stuck, the patient can stay here, have their gallbladder taken out. If it shows a stone that's stuck, they still need to go over to Riverbend.
2: Is that usually, I mean, when when a gallbladder is inflamed, is that usually the first thing? It's like, hey, let's just take it out? or
4: Typically, if if it's significantly inflamed, Yeah. Um, Sometimes, you know, they might give you antibiotics for a day or two to kind of cool it down so it's not as inflamed when they operate. But Mm -hmm. typically, uh, you know, uh, an inflamed gallbladder uh, needs to be taken out. That's different than just getting gallbladder attacks where it kind of contracts down on a stone. You have pain for a few hours. It goes away. This is typically where a stone has gotten stuck at least partially, or for a while, and the gallbladder's really not gotten just inflamed, but infected.
2: Now I know we're we're here talking about the imaging department, but this is, this so <laughs> interests me anyway. Um, is there, was there a process, or is there still a process of sort of like a, a a breaking down of the stone using vibrations or something like that, or is that a different? No, for
4: for kidney stones, for kidney stones, you, you, you can for do that. Not for gallbladder. Um, there was some medication in the past that might dissolve stones, but it's a long, slow process. So typically, if you have a stone that's stuck, a gallbladder that's inflamed, infected, it needs to come out. So uh, again, I, I know we're here about imaging, <laughs> but uh,
2: what is the what is the difference in the makeup of a gallstone and a kidney stone?
4: Oh, that's a good question. I think. Most kidney stones are, are calcium. You know, 80%, 90% of them are calcium. Um, gallstones are not mainly calcium. I'm not sure. I think they're just concentrated bile salts that just precipitate out is what I would think. So very different composition.
2: All right. We're talking imaging, <laughs> and we, we took a sidetrack there uh, for a moment. But here on Doc Talk, we've got uh, Dan Goldblatt, and we've got Dr. William Foster here. And we'll be back in just a moment with more on this edition of Doc Talk.
1: You're not feeling well, you twist your ankle, or you have that pain in your shoulder that just doesn't go away? There is an alternative to the emergency room. It's the Peace Health Walk In Clinic. There's no appointment necessary, and you may have to wait, but you could see someone today. It's open six days a week in the 380 building just across from Peace Health Peace Harbor Medical Center. The Peace Health Walk In Clinic, your local health partners.
0: At some point in her life, One out of every eight women will get breast cancer. One out of eight. Most women can beat it, but only with early detection. Don't let breast cancer stop you. Mammograms save lives. Better Total Care. Peace Harbor Imaging now has digital mammograms. Get one.
2: Talking with Dan Goldblatt and Dr. William Foster about the imaging department. Now, there's been some upgrades in the imaging department, some new equipment in there, and and what precipitated this?
3: Sure. Not only was the machine getting old, but we we have several projects that we're working on as a, on a system level for Peace Health. Patient safety is a is a big one. So, what do we mean when we say patient safety? Uh, Dr. Foster was mentioning having to go over the hill to Eugene for some things, and we really set out to minimize that unnecessary transfers, um, seeing specialists. So what we can do here is the idea is that we can we have can offer access to a lot more types of imaging studies with this new equipment. We can really evaluate a lot of systemic problems without having to go, over the hill or to other facilities because our technology is the same as theirs. We can do all the work up here and have all the images transmitted over to where you're going to a specialist or the an ER or other areas. We can either make a disc or electronically transmit. The idea is that it's dangerous to go over the hill in the middle of winter for just a basic exam that we feel like needed to be done here. So we really set out to find the proper equipment and the right systems to ensure that Most things can be done here timely, efficiently, safely, and expertly.
2: Now, is this unique for a community this size to have the standard upgrades in equipment because of the cost? Or is this something that's becoming more affordable for smaller hospitals?
3: Well, I I think that we've gone over and above what is normally done based on those facts that we, we have the ability and the technology and we have a system in place that... Really looks for areas of need, and we're just we found that we needed these areas and we have the top end technology and people ask when they're in the department, why did we choose this and why because the patients deserve it uh, there's no reason why we shouldn't have the high end the top end because we have a community here that needs it and uh, we have a critical access ho- hospital, which is um, a government designation, meaning that we need to provide certain levels and amounts of access to our patients, and we do that and we go over and above that because we're an organization that cares about patient safety and cares about the outcomes.
2: Now, Dr. Foster, you mentioned a couple examples before, but what are, what are some of the other things that you can now see with the new equipment that, that are helpful in diagnosis and helpful in treatment of patients?
4: Well certainly the MRI is of a much, you know, higher level it can see smaller, you know, strokes and so on. And so that has been, you know, quite useful in working patients up. And besides having the new equipment, it's always been available on a 24/7 for the emergency department. But one thing that the radiology department has done is just expand hours for just coming in to get a routine, you know, ultrasound or X-ray, not from the emergency room. You know, before, a lot of the studies were kind of available 8 to 5. And now we have weekend hours that Dan has set up and um, evening hours so that, you know, people can, you know, your doctor's ordered an X-ray to work up. Not an acute problem that brought you to the emergency room, but, you know, a more longstanding problem. I'm working. I don't want to take time off work to just come in for this x-ray. Now there's Saturday hours, evening hours and stuff. So that's... And we're able to
3: make special arrangements uh, for people. We generally have people on staff uh, 24 hours a day and with a phone call to us and some notice we can make arrangements because we know people work and people have families and go to school and it's all about access uh eight eight to five just doesn't work for a lot of people uh we have people on the weekend it's important that we try to integrate all the people in the community into our service line because the world just doesn't work from eight to five
2: what are some of the other say non-critical non-emergency related Issues that someone might use the imaging department for. I mean, obviously you talked about stroke, probably heart attack, things like that. Um, what are some more things that a doctor might recommend? You know, an MRI or a, an EKG or a CT. Well, or?
4: the 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 mammogram. I mean, just you know, that's never an emergency. Or I, I can't think of when a mammogram would be done on an emergency basis. But it's a standard screening process for breast breast cancer. So, I mean, that's that's one that's. Uh, you know, routine, and uh, you know, with the new machines picking up smaller cancers that you know potentially a lumpectomy can take care of it versus having to, you know, take off the whole breast or having you know catching it later where it's spread into the lymph nodes. So with the the new imaging being able to find, you know, very small suspicious lesions where the surgeon can go in and just take out that lump and get everything.
3: And we've also upgraded our DEXA bone density machine which um, test the osteoporosis and we're able to detect that and have much better readings on the upgrade for that. We also, because the patient population in America has been increasing in size, and I mean by BMI, body weight and girth, mm-hmm. we're able to most, just about everything we bought has either special apparatus software to accommodate patients that are much larger the ultrasound machine that we upgraded we bought a special probe that is able to scan patients up to 400 pounds when normally uh, we wouldn't be able to get that great depth and see the organs with the fine details that we can now so we really tried to uh, encompass all the population in most of these purchases
2: and it's it's almost sad that that i mean with that... the The population has allowed themselves to get so large. I mean, but I understand there are some other effects that happen because of that. But I, I, we're not here to talk about diet and exercise and all that stuff. (laughs) No, but talk about the imaging department.
3: People still need to be seen, and we still need to give them a proper diagnosis. And we have the ability to do that now, and we're happy that we can accommodate.
2: All right, we're talking with Doctor William Foster and and Dan Goldblatt here on this edition of Doc Talk. We'll be back with more uh, discussion about the imaging department here on Doc Talk.
1: You're not feeling well. You twist your ankle, or you have that pain in your shoulder that just doesn't go away. There is an alternative to the emergency room. It's the Peace Health Walking Clinic. There's no appointment necessary, and you may have to wait, but you could see someone today. It's open six days a week in the 380 Building, just across from Peace Health Peace Harbor Medical Center. The Peace Health Walking Clinic, your local health partners.
0: At some point in her life, one out of every eight women will get breast cancer. One out of eight. Most women can beat it, but only with early detection. Don't let breast cancer stop you. Mammograms save lives. Better Total Care. Peace Harbor Imaging now has digital mammograms. Get one.
2: We're talking with Dan Goldblatt, the manager of the, radi- the imaging department at Peace Health, Peace Harbor Medical Center, and Dr. William Foster. And we're talking about imaging here. Now, you mentioned before that there's a lot of studies going on here. And obviously, studies take manpower in order to uh, go through these. Who is currently doing Because I know we don't have a full-time in-house radiologist. So how's that working?
3: Sure. So we're covered by Radiology Associates of Eugene. They're a large radiology physician group of up to 20 radiologists. We have on-site coverage Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 8 to 4. But these images are always read within an hour, um, read in Eugene. We have board-certified radiologists, meaning that if you come in for a brain exam, your exam is going to be read by a specific neural reader. If you have an EMRI, that's going to be read by a specific... Body imaging specialist. So, all of the studies are read by specialists in that area. Coverage overnight, we have a night shift reading company that are all the images are also over read by our radiologist. So, we're actually getting two looks at those. Um, they always are on the phone, always available. Everything's done by computer. So, if our local providers have questions about some imaging, they can pick up the phone and discuss live with the radiologist while looking at the same images on the computer
2: what's interesting is is looking back in the past and i remember getting an x-ray one time and looking at it and you know kind of wasn't clear i wasn't sure what i was looking at and i I see images and you watch old television shows that you know kind of go back in the days of doctors when things weren't so technically advanced and nowadays it just seems like you mentioned before, so clear the difference between your you know your panasonic TV and your your h d and your your ultra k hD TV today what what's coming that we that we know is is in the pike that's going to be coming down the line as far as advances
3: goes well sure just just like everything else in the world, faster, smaller better quality imaging there's a lot of physical limitations in regards to electronics and a lot of this equipment, either there's magnetism or radiation. So the imaging doesn't advance as quick as phones and TVs, but just basic computing will always keep things in advance. What's coming down the pike? I I don't think I have an answer for that right now. Just keep improving what we're currently doing.
4: And one big improvement is especially in the area of CT. CT is a lot of radiation. And there's no cancer risk with that level of radiation. You know, I mean, I, I'm probably a little bit off on the numbers, but anywhere from one in a thousand to one in three thousand CT scans, depending on the part of the body, are going to cause cancer 30, 40, 50, 60 years later, you wow. know. And so there's been real big advances in decreasing the amount of radiation, but still getting the images you need because you you decrease the radiation, it's not Correct. quite as clear a picture but there's been real big advances and significantly decreasing the amount of radiation and it even has made us rethink you know we used to think oh just get a CAT scan well there's downsides to that not right now but 30 40 years later you know one in three four thousand people might develop a cancer and so you know doing an ultrasound or an MRI one of the problems with getting an MRI was CAT scans take a few minutes MRI you had to lay there for 30 or 40. MRI is much faster now. So, I mean, if you have a critical patient, having them in there for 30, 40 minutes, ew, I don't mind them in two minutes in the CAT scan, but 30 minutes in the MRI where I can't go in when they're having the MRI. So, I mean, having our MRI be much faster is is useful there. And then you asked, you know, what might be coming down the the pike in terms of, I I think that within 10 years, you won't see doctors carrying stethoscopes anymore. The stethoscope will become a museum Hmm. piece. That ultrasound is getting small enough
2: that- Will it be like those scanners they had in Star Trek where they go over the body? Not not, not quite mm, quite that. that
4: But I mean, up until a couple of years ago, the cheapest portable ultrasound was, you know, six to $10,000 and image quality was so-so there's now, you know, portable ultrasounds that basically plug into your phone for under 2,000 that give incredible images. Wow! So, I mean, instead of me listening, you know, putting my stethoscope on and listening to, well, there's the first heart sound, second heart sound, I hear a little bit of a murmur, putting my little portable ultrasound on there, seeing the valves open and close, you know, and actually seeing what before we were hearing.
2: Wow, that's pretty cool.
4: Yeah, I mean, portable ultrasound can do so much, you know, and and more and more doctors are becoming comfortable with it. So the doctor doing it, there'll still be ultrasounds done for confirmation by the techs, read by the radiologist. But in the emergency department, you know, you're having abdominal pain, you got hit here. I can quickly put my portable ultrasound there. You got fluid in your abdomen. I suspect that your, you know, liver is lacerated. You need to go to the operating room. So there's been some real big advances in the last 10 years on docs, especially ED docs using bedside ultrasound for very focused exams, and I think that's only going to advance into where I won't even use my stethoscope.
3: Really all this technology has made diagnosis much quicker and simpler. Uh, we can narrow three tests down to a test or two, and that's the direction that most things are going. Because things, let's face it, are expensive, and with the current state of health care in our country, many people can't afford all this continual testing. So if we can really get everything summed up in a test or two, that really goes a long ways to providing top quality care for the patients and customer service as well.
2: Well, the cost is a whole other topic altogether. <laughs> but let me ask if you know this. You, know, you mentioned the fact that you know a CT scan one in 2,000 or one in three thousand may be affected by cancer years down the road. I, I would. I'm thinking, and and I can't remember the exact term, but I'm thinking that. People that never have a CT or something like that are still in a more than 1 in 2 and 1 in 3,000 risk of getting cancer, it seems like, well, just this, in it general. This
4: increases the risk, I yeah. mean, compared to somebody that hadn't had a CAT scan. And, again, younger age, you got more time for that radiation, you know, that caused changes, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm not concerned about doing a, a CAT scan in an 80-year-old. I mean – the yeah, hey, he yeah. you 60 years from now. Yeah, yeah, huh? it was, it was pretty unlikely. But in a 10-year-old that fell out of the tree, hit his head, maybe out for 30 seconds and now is acting fine. You know, when CAT scans first came out, oh, get a CAT scan of him. To make sure he's okay. And that's really changed that we don't need to CAT scan all these kids. And when we do CAT scan them... You know, more focused on one area, lower radiation, a whole bunch of stuff. So,
3: And we really focus on, again, the safety aspect, and we buy the lowest radiation dose equipment that there is, and the best monitoring systems along with the, syst- the x-ray systems that we buy. We also held to a high standard because we're certified by the American College of Radiology, which sets the standards that we're not able to go beyond, and we even cut their standards down. So we're really operating at the minimum amounts for the highest quality imaging that there is. It's something that we take very seriously here at Peace Harbor, and we really, really monitor this close. We have uh, physicists testing and physicists monitoring of all of our equipment and all of our techniques that we use to image patients to make sure that we're well below the standards. All right, last question.
2: If you were in a situation where you could only have one piece of equipment in the imaging department that was there for your use which one would be the one that is most useful oh my
4: well i think in the imaging department even though it you know has more radiation i'm gonna say cat scan
3: agreed we can cover more areas with much greater detail and much faster than any of the other imagine a slice of bread We can really slice that bread down to super, super small individual pieces and really get a look. Not only that, but it turns 2D into 3D, so we can get multiple planes of the same image. If you look at a picture, you're just looking at a picture. What we can do is manipulate that picture to go side to side, back and forth, top to bottom, in every direction. So it really gets a bird's eye view of, of any sort of problem you may have.
4: And it gives an adequate picture of almost anything. It might not give the best picture, you know, but, you know, Mm -hmm. if I'm looking specifically at the gallbladder, an ultrasound might be better. But ultrasound isn't gonna give me a good picture of other stuff, you Mm -hmm. know. Close behind um, the CT scan in terms of usefulness, especially in the ED, would be the bedside ultrasound for making quick initial. I think it's this versus that. And, you know, that's where that portable, you know, plug into your phone is gonna become indispensable to ED right. docs.
3: You know, I, I, it depends what you're coming in for. Um, There's so much variety of pathology and ways to image that pathology, that that's a hard question to put down. But if you're gonna open an ER tomorrow, a great CT scan for sure.
2: Dan Goldblatt, Dr. William Foster, thank you so much for being here thank today. You. appreciate thank your you. input.
3: All right.
0: You have been listening to Doc Talk, presented by Peace Health Peace Harbor Medical Center. For more information on the program and services provided, visit peacehealth.org.